what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. I'm your standing host for this week, Nick Davey. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined as ever by the uh, professional prince of, uh, sorry, the playboy prince of professional wrestling, Lance Rivera. You nearly got it right. Yeah, time exactly. Yeah, I, it's, I'll blame it on Chris uh, not being, uh, being being ill, so it meant I had to do uh, the host duties, which I'm not done for a while. So, yeah. <laughs> How are you this evening, Lance? You okay? I'm not too bad, mate. I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm Excellent. doing pretty well for myself. Fantastic. And we're delighted to be joined by Daniel Burke. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you this evening, mates? I'm good. Um, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Very well, very well. well I, I realise I've already made another mistake there, saying this evening, because uh, I, it's obviously, I think we're, what, five hours ahead of yourself in Massachusetts? So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be the late afternoon, I guess, or, yeah, over there. Yeah, all right, late afternoon around here, um, just entering the early evening, but, you know, I'm also going by the, the time frame of probably when this comes out. <laughs> yeah. it, it depends with on-demand media now. It, it depends. I could say good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and it could because you know anybody can listen to anything now at any time. I was going to say, does it doesn't yeah. matter when when you say it. You could you could say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly that. So um, to our listeners, obviously, we, we had um, a colleague of Daniel's on last week, uh, John, who uh, joined us for our AEW Perfect card. Um, so, and delighted uh, to say Dan's joined us this evening for the our WWE pay-per-view card of 2022. Uh, obviously, we'll go through all the rules and whatnot in due course. But, um, but yeah, Dan, just to, um, if we could just for our listeners, if you could tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about your podcast and the, and the fandom um, there. Well, um, I'm delighted to be the co-host along with my co-host, John, who was on last week, uh, for the Pro Wrestling World podcast. Um, you can find that on Spotify, just looking up Pro Wrestling World. Um, same thing. It's also available on Apple, I, Apple Pods as well. Uh, anywhere really podcast wise, uh, we have a very good reach. Um, and also we can catch us on Facebook, which is our main page and main focus at the pro wrestling world. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been pretty interesting. It's been a pretty whirlwind couple of months because, uh, you know, six months ago, the opportunity came in where I interviewed for them. And then about four months ago, they came to me. Well, actually n- more now three months, they came to me and said, would you like to come aboard? So it's been, uh, it's been a whirlwind, but I've talked to some really great people. Um, and I've really gotten a good rapport with John. John is excellent. Uh, one of my favorite people to do podcasts with. Um, and considering the, what I was able to hear from you guys last week with him, he had a blast. And I'm really looking forward to be working with you gentlemen tonight. Oh, that's very kind. No, I'm glad. Yeah, we we absolutely loved having um, John on. Uh, I did ask him it before we went, before we actually started the show last week. There's a lot of talks that he's from Chicago and I went there. Well, last November, so I was sort of firing a lot of questions at him, asking him for his opinions on stuff that I loved out there. The the owls beef Italian beef uh, sandwich that was a a very popular sort of, of my a conversation went down very well uh, there. So yeah, I'm glad that he had a good time, and as I say, we're we're delighted to have to have you on as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it it's really interesting that the fact that I'm I'm doing a podcast right now was. Uh, I was telling friends of mine, I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast a collaboration with some people. I told them where, and they're just like, wow, that's completely different. <laughs> like, <laughs> this pretty much, this would be, uh, no one would have thought about this being able to do, uh, a recording from, uh, you know, two different locations, especially like, you know, without taking the concourse about 10 or 15 years ago. <laughs> it's like with Phil Collins. How are the <laughs> <During my days. laughs> yeah thank god for the internet um but 
Yeah, I mean, it's like the old days of Live Aid with Phil Collins going from going from Wembley, being able to go to America right the same day. Absolutely. Showing your age now, but I believe neither of us were born for that. Oh yeah, I'm uh, more. I'm gonna be turning forty next year, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think Nicky, I don't think you remember that, do you? Uh, no, sadly not. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I say, Chris Wood, Chris Wood uh, there, but uh, as I say, sadly, uh, struck down by the, the cold and flu. I think, well, we'll say, um, well, 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 we'll say with Chris being off uh, there tonight, um, uh, Daniel, is because it's, uh, we've actually had a bit of snow in England, uh, quite a lot of it. We don't really get it. Um, certainly where I'm from, I'm down south in England, whereas Lance and Chris, they're up north. Uh, mm-hmm. The snow we've had this week has been well for, for us savages. Where the, the whole sort of um, thing, everything comes to a standstill basically. So yeah, no one no one can really travel to work. Trains are all stopped. All public transport wow. gets stopped. Yeah, it's uh, been quite crazy. So whether yeah, the cold temp, the cold weather's got to uh, Chris. Uh, it's probably why it's been yeah. How, how's it been up in your sort of parts, Lance? Has it been quite bad up there? Because it's been horrendous down here with the snow. I was about to say, unfortunately, um, we've had none. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> we've had a, we've had a little bit of snow, uh, nothing major. None of us are off work. We're all we're all shivering. Um, <laughs> Just getting on with it, which I love. Yeah. So it's I think to be fair, it's the first time it's snowed down south where it's actually settled for uh, oh, first time I can remember for about ten years. I think um, it's been a while, um, and it's well, yeah. I quite, I quite like it. It's been, it was a bit annoying because I went to my mum's on Sunday for for, for, for lunch and um, yeah, my, I had to leave my car stranded, so it meant a long walk home, and then having to retrieve it in the ice the following day. Well, sounds like you've been up to a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it was, you've, it was, you've had a hell of a journey. It was a hangover lunch after obviously the depression of Saturday night when England crashed out of the World Cup. Oh, uh, don't <laughs> Didn't oh, my condolences for that, by the way. <laughs> no. I was trying not, I was trying not to, I was trying not to mention it, but uh, yeah, I think, I think we had to. I think we had to address the elephant in the room. No, we didn't. I'm still angry. Um, and what makes it worse is that ref still hasn't actually been sent home. There's talk he might even be getting. He might get the final gig, which would be ridiculous if that actually happens. I'm, just I'm not being funny, but. The, the real person needs to be sent home is Gareth Southgate after bringing Jack Grealish on in the 93rd minute. Yeah, I mean... Or bringing uh, on Marcus Rashford in the 87th minute. Yeah, well, I mean, usually I'm... I'm but I certainly before the World Cup started, I was, a, I was firmly Southgate out. I just think this tournament where, fair enough, we've actually we've had a good go. We've actually played no, some no pretty good football. No, we haven't. I, I mean, bar the <laughs> US... Too. Well, we we absolutely dismantled Iran. We dismantled oh, Wales, oh. which was great, and we dismantled Senegal. Um, right. And yeah, sadly, well, the only half decent team there that you've just mentioned, and sorry about this, but it was Senegal. <laughs> I know it's yeah. I, I don't know, but um, I'm not yeah. happy. I'm just waiting for club football to start now on Boxing Day. Watching <laughs> Marcus Rashford having to get his kit on in the 87th minute for him to come on and take that free kick and then people say oh he should have hit the target from there when Harry Kane <laughs> 30 seconds before has just put it over the bar by a good foot yeah sadly uh, Dan this does happen quite a bit on the show we get a bit sidetracked by football usually it's mm-hmm. club football not, not international football <laughs> sorry um, about this no, I, I, actually, I, I got so annoyed it's in the no pub. worries <laughs> <laughs> so wound up in the pub some man asked me if I supported France while I had a David Beckham England shirt on <laughs> And I gave him the oh, dirtiest God. look I've ever given a man in my life. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, are you supporting France or something? And I was like, well, what do no. you think, pal? <laughs> yeah, I, I have to, uh, with the, uh, yeah, well, I have to ask the questions, uh, Dan, that we asked uh, John last week. So, um, they're sort of wrestling related. I've got the three here for you. So, the first one is, who is your favourite wrestler of all time? And why is it Lance Rivera? <laughs> <laughs> Um, do I have to narrow it down to one, or could it be like my Mount Rushmore? I think, you know? yeah, last week, uh, to be fair, uh, yeah, John did go on a, John, John did give us a few, he didn't just <laughs> specify one, he did, he did say a few, one, one when he was growing up, and then one who's sort of, yeah, in terms of sort of more modern day wrestling, I guess. I think, Name as many uh, as you want, we've got time to kill. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think all time, um, I, depending on what day it is, it's either between Hogan and Flair. 
Um, and then currently, I'm really big on Kenny Omega. Yeah, that like, was a name really that was mentioned last week. Kenny you know? Omega. Um, it, it's just, it, and I know that's completely, uh, they're completely different kind of spectrums, but Kenny to me is just currently so far ahead in the game as far as a performer is concerned. And I know a lot of the old heads now don't like him, especially guys like Cornette. But, you know, Kenny, to me, I feel like checks every single attribute you'd want out of a professional wrestler. Um, great in ring, uh, great in ring look, good promo. Um, and also the fact that he has probably one of the most diverse move sets and everything he does is just, in, in my opinion, is just performance art. Uh, and I put Okada in that category too. Um, I, I just wish Okada would kind of get more of a, I think he needs to leave New Japan and maybe go to AEW and WWE for really to kind of get the recognition I feel like he deserves. Well, it's like yeah. kind of Nakamura vibe, isn't it? Because everyone, everyone over there loved Nakamura. We all loved Nakamura when we actually watched him. And then he travelled over to WWE for so he didn't have to work that hard a hitting style. Eventually, yeah, I, I think that Okada. Well, I he probably I think with Triple H in charge, I think him going to WWE is more of a. I think more creatively, he'd probably be challenged more there and than he would in AEW. Um, and I'm not trying to. I think he'd have a better time. In WWE or AEW? In WWE. Yeah, I, I do too. Because I think Triple H would know how to book him. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not knocking the talent that's in AEW, but I am knocking some of the booking at times. Um, I think AEW's got tremendous talent, but I feel like that if, I feel like as a performer that, and as far as your legacy is concerned, I feel like Triple H is a better person to handle that than other people. Let's just say that. He's, he's, AEW's got the, Easily a roster to challenge WWE, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's just very, it's just very crowded at the moment. And doing, having to put everyone into a story is uh, can be very difficult. Um, yeah, that's the hard part, and I mean, it's just sometimes it's hard to get consistency, and uh, you know, it's you know, but I think all Russ, I think all bookers have the same problem that Tony Khan is kind of dealing with with AEW is the fact of that. There's so many guys on your roster. You have to be able, and you sign so many guys too. Yeah, you kind of get that new toy syndrome. But you know what? Every booker yeah. has been like that in history. So I don't consider him that a criticism because it's like you get a guy in your territory, uh, the way it was done back in the, uh, the territory days. Yeah, you're going to book him strong, especially if you're using him for a part time basis. Um, you know, and I feel like that him doing that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, some people logistically don't like it, but I, I'm always somebody that's like, well, I think every booker has that kind of mentality sometimes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, and my final question before we start the, uh, the, the WWE card of 2022 for you, what is your favorite wrestling show of all time? Oh, that's hard, isn't it? No pressure. WrestleMania 3. Oh. Because it's the, it's the best of both worlds because Chris, of the fact I think that's that. That's Chris's favorite as well. It, it's, Literally, it's it's one of the greatest um, technical matches um, in the comp- in WWE's history, and then on top of that, you have two of the biggest pillars in pro wrestling uh, colliding. I mean, yeah, the match is not considering now we know what we know about Andre's health. I think that match is kind of uh, is held up a lot better than it did. Um, of course, but that moment of just him slamming Andre and the 93,000 or whatever number that's disputed. Uh, <laughs> um, that figure. Just that figure. Um, that, that slam and that pop is literally one of the most iconic things in the history. Like it's, you can put that up against any sports moment. Um, you know, in in the last 40 years, and I think people would recognize that with, like, I'm not saying it's 1980 U.S. Olympic team or a World Cup victory or, um, you know, Premier League soccer victory, uh, dramatic <laughs> victory of that nature, but it is something I think that I I think that people know where they were kind of deal, um, and that's, and I think the show overall, too, there were also some other great stuff that happened. Which, uh, when King Kong Bundy elbow dropped Little Beaver, that was another one that made me laugh. <laughs> Consumers, this is the AirPod.
Odd God and MLW star Richard Holiday, and you are not only listening to the Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast, but you are momentarily breathing rarefied air. Going to put together the best card of um, WWE card of 2022, so I'll uh, explain all the rules um, well to you both and to our listeners, so everyone's crystal clear, and then I'll blatantly forget one rule when we uh, go halfway into it. Um, but uh, yeah, so the categories for the card of the year are so a well title match, so um, it can be either the, well the, the main undisputed title, which was it most of the year, but uh, even pre that it was the Universal and the World well, WWE Championship, uh, the tag title. So any tag title match, uh, women's title match, so any one of the Raw or SmackDown women's title match, a one-on-one non-title match, a tag uh, tag team title match, tag team uh, non-title match, a mid-card title, so that could be either the Intercontinental or the US title, um, and then lastly, a big multi-man person or female match, so it could be a triple threat match, a fatal four-way, a five-way, a battle royal, a ladder match, um, or even a six, eight, ten-person tag team match, whatever one, whatever one you please to do. Uh, uh, before we start, as well, we may as well mention that Dave Meltzer has also done his card of 2022 for WWE. If you'd like to hear it. Um, yep, I've got it right here as well. Um, so oh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I reckon we'll, we'll say that we'll say that one at the end just to sort of compare it with the one that that we come up with. I reckon. Okay. We'll, well, it isn't officially his, but this is what his highest-rated matches for each. Uh, each one of the selected criterias are. Yeah, we'll go, yeah, we'll go through that at the end, and we'll compare with with both. Um, yeah, with the one we do, I reckon there'll be. I reckon there'll be some similarities for for, for sure. Oh, um, if there's if there's some of the matches on here that miss out, um, <laughs> then it'll be. We'll our list will be wrong. Well, I'd say we'll be strict with the rules. So, again, reminder of the rules. Um, so, the final card, it can't have a wrestler in one match or more. So, no one will be pulling double duty or anything like that. Um, uh, every One match needs to be from, well, from each of the pay-per-views. So, for example, if we say voted Roman versus Brock from SummerSlam, that means the world, as the world title match, it means Roman's gone, Brock's gone, and SummerSlam's gone. Okay. So we'll all um, discuss and vote for each match. So is that crystal what, clear, gents? Is Paul Heyman also gone? Um, he didn't wrestle, so no, he can pull double duty. <laughs> hey. uh, any managers, they, managers can come out whenever they want to. Um, is that crystal clear, gentlemen? Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Well, um, I'll tell you what. We'll go round in. We'll go round in. Um, uh, we'll go round. Uh, we'll, we'll choose a category and then we'll, uh, each show. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, Dan, you're the guest of honour. What category would you like us to go for first? Um, I guess, I guess uh, one-on-one um, non-title one. One-on-one um, non-title? Guess, yeah, we can get that out of the way first, um, which for me, that was very easy. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell um, because it was, number one, uh, the, the performance by Cody Rhodes, the fact of that he had a torn pec. Coming into the match, it looked brutal coming in, the visual of it. Um, and the fact that I think it also shows that Seth Rollins is on another level as a performer because to have be able to work an entire match uh, with someone virtually who has almost one arm um, is unbelievable. And the fact that it was the third match in their trilogy – where he lost all three, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you maybe think realistically he should have won at least the second one <laughs> and then go into that third one um, and then go into that third one and say, all right, this is kind of like, because now it's like if they have a match next year, it's like, well, I brought you three times and I did it with one arm. So I, I think that, um, I think, but realistically, I understood why you wanted to keep Cody really strong because, you know, there were, plans for him challenging the title at some point in the year. Um, but plans fell where they are. So, yeah, I no, could I... even make a case for their first match at WrestleMania to be this match. Just off the, the pure moment of Cody coming back. Oh, if we were doing this show a year ago, we wouldn't have, I don't think any of us would have said that Cody Rose is going to be in WWE. No, no, uh, no, WrestleMania. No, absolutely not. No, I, I agree with both of you there. I think both matches were um, were incredible. Um, I think the WrestleMania obviously had the 
I want to say shock. For, it was a, still a shock when it actually happened. I know there was obviously all that build-up in the two weeks before. I think, um, obviously, with it pretty much all being confirmed on the on the sheets on on social media from from all sorts of uh, insiders, it, it, it almost seemed like a dead deal. But for me, if you're someone like me, still clawing luck, I'm not going to believe it until I hear it. And but then right. the fact as well with it, like there was always that risk of oh, how are WWE actually going to sort of introduce him as Cody Rhodes? But the fact that he came out literally in his AEW sort of character as the American Nightmare. They made well, it came out with the music as well. With the, with the music as well, absolutely. Um, I think big, that was the big thing. Exactly that. Everything just felt like, with obviously coming up through the stage as well, everything about it was like he, his AEW even character. Down to, well, yeah, even down to the fact that it, they say wrestling has more than one royal family. Royal family, yeah, exactly. All of that. Um, he thought which, they'd let him keep that. Exactly, which made it all so amazing. Um, and it, yeah, I think as, yeah, with, with that, it, it, yeah, it did feel sort of going back. I mean, this is what I was, when it happened, I remember at the time just being so excited, not just to see Cody Rhodes in WWE, but the fact that this is what I've been, when AEW started, this is exactly what I wanted to have two promotions where people occasionally do sort of split, like they'd make a move between brands and then you're so like sort of shocked to see them coming up on a, on another promotion sort of thing. So, um, you just want but, that WCW vibe, don't you? Exactly that, exactly that. Uh, one other match I'd like to add to it is um, the match from uh, Clash of the Castle between Seth and Matt Riddle. Not, this is not going to be on vote, this is just a, just something to mention because I want to give it a shout out. Seth versus Matt Riddle at Clash of the Castle. I know you were there, Lance, at the show. I was. But, I, I really, really enjoyed this match. I know there's a lot of a bit, a fair bit of criticism from the Extreme Rules at the at the um, fight pit match. It, it didn't live up to expectations as such, but um, I really did enjoy the match at uh, Clash of the Castle. I thought I would just get that out. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find a thing. Yeah, and and. Um, yeah, as well, uh, I suppose another one I would like to give a, yeah, a bit of a shout out as well, um, is Brock versus Bobby, I guess, from, um, uh, from Crown Jewel. Uh, I know, Crown Jewel. Yeah, I think that was quite, I mean, I think we're still obviously, we know it's not the full, it's the finished package, so we're going to get more, but again, I thought I'd give that an honorary mention as well. I, yeah, I, I thought that was a, I thought that, uh, the Riddle Rollins match at Clash of the Castle was excellent and, I did like Lashley and Brock from, uh, the finish look was a little botchy, but at the same time, I thought it was good enough. Like, I didn't expect that from Brock, especially pulling something out of Bret, Bret Hart's playbook. Uh, <laughs> like, that was, that was, that I think was the shock. I was just like, wow, is he going Bret Hart on this? And he did. Well, I, th- I often think that Brock, like, people forget how much of a top worker he is. Yeah. yeah definitely. Like, like, before he went away and came back, he was, Everyone used to go on about how how much of a, a workhorse he was. Like for him to, for me, for him to pull out something from Bret Hart's playbook, I I, I wouldn't be that shocked. It doesn't doesn't phase me. It, he's he's one of the few Especially, guys that I've seen that's been able to do anything, like <laughs> physically, like power move wise, uh, athletically wise. It's like anything that this guy has done. It's like the guy is a complete freak of nature. Well, look at who, he, who he's trained with as well. We've seen uh, Orton. Batista, they all, they all came through together in that that one class. They're all going to be Shelton. Yeah, Shelton. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that was bad yep. me. I love Shelton Benjamin. But, I, but they all have that same ability to be able to do anything. Yeah, d- definitely. My my final um, honorary mention as well. Again, I don't know if you guys have got any other honorary mentions for one on one, but uh, AJ Styles against Finn Balor at Survivor Series the last month. I know it wasn't probably the best match we've seen between the two, but I think again, whenever you put these two in the ring, I think it just deserves a mention because they always just seem to produce whenever whenever you put them in a ring together. Oh, well, they're just two top workers, aren't they? Yeah, hundred percent. Did we both? Did we all want to go for the Hell in a Cell match then? I think so. Can't not, can you? I think that was the best one. Yeah. I think, yeah. And again, just shout out to Cody. So, yep, that does mean that Helen Sale's gone, Cody Rhodes is gone, and Seth freaking Rollins is gone. So that will be our, um, that's our one on one non title match. Um, last you know when t- Seth, Seth was born, like when he, when he was born, like, because obviously it's now his, now his full name, uh, he's using his full name. Did, do you reckon his mum and dad, like, looked at him and went, freaking. 
I reckon so. <laughs> <laughs> 21st certificate and everything. Uh, Lars, do you want to cut the next category, mate? Uh, I can do, if you like. Bear with me. Let's see. Let's let's choose. So, let's go for mid-card title match. That's what I'm thinking, and I'm... Uh, yep. So, I'm, I'd be looking at Walter versus Sheamus from Clash of the Castle. Because how, how could you not? 100% what a match. Yeah. What a match. We, we've all just agreed in one go. Right? <laughs> I think yeah, it's going to be the shortest it, one, it's yeah. Hard, <laughs> it's, hard to not, it's hard to not agree. Like, it was... Um, Even I, I remember, you were live, so yeah. I mean, you heard probably everything. Uh, well, so, like, all the shots where it was just like, wow. Oh, it was brilliant. Like, being there, like, for it, you knew as it was going on, uh, me and uh, Christy Quinlan, who is part of the BGS, who's been on the show before, um, we sat there together, and we knew straight away, we looked at each other and were like, that was, uh, that was insane. Hey, you know, and for Meltzer to give it five stars, too, you know, that it had to be something special. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was a European, that was, that reminded me of something from, like, um, the old British wrestling days, because I, I have seen documentaries and watched old footage and, uh, but, and also with, um, you know, some of the wrestling, the European wrestling I've seen the last couple of years. Especially, that was exactly a, a match that Walter would have had in like the late 2010s, like 2018, 2017, um, in, when he was, when he was in progress and yes, progress, yeah, and that was an exact style match, and it was under a WWE moniker, which was even more, which was even more eye-opening to me, and on top of the fact that I did not expect. Uh, as far as the bingo card is concerned for 2022, Cody Rhodes going back to WWE and Sheamus being in a five-star match for 2022, <laughs> it didn't. It wasn't something that was on my bingo card at the beginning of the year. Sheamus's year has been outstanding, hasn't it? I mean, it's I'm really unexpected. Yeah. I'm, I'm really unexpected, as you rightfully said. I mean, if, yeah, if you were called to say that that Sheamus would be this over by the end of the calendar year, I mean, um, you'd have had to really put your argument across quite well, and, uh, and to really come up with why, because he has had an in, he's had an extraordinary year um, as the Broad and Roots. I think a lot of it as well. I will give a bit of credit to uh, maybe a bit of the Triple H booking side of things as well, but a lot of it is down to the wrestler himself and I think he deserves an almighty amount of credit and yeah the feud I mean the match with Gunther was absolutely incredible like we said um, Walter's work on as in the indie scene on pro, on pro, um, progress in NXT was just incredible there's so many dream matches as well from still to happen I mean there's talk as well at the moment that he might even be getting Brock Lesnar at Wrestlemania which um, is a match for will be insane yeah I mean it'll be enough for me to actually probably even want to buy an impulse a ticket just to come out there to see it because it'll be that <laughs> that that would yeah that will be yeah an, a genuine dream match of mine um, between the two that would make me stay up all night to watch a WWE show which takes a lot for me to try and do but uh, that would be 100% I mean yeah It'd be one uh, it would not. be exactly that would yeah and this match as well it did remind me a bit of with um, Gunther Sheamus I mean even I know people who are watching the match who aren't really wrestling fans but they're watching Clash of the Castle because it was obviously a big deal about it, it was a UK pay-per-view so naturally people are like oh I might as well give it a watch because it's on a fairly, fairly good time I want to see what the cracks all about it's in the UK so at least there be, might be a bit of UK so anyway but people were generally really impressed with it said oh okay well that was the match tonight that was, that was great really enjoyed it and uh, again, I think the crowd played their part as well with it. With the, uh, I think obviously we had the Sheamus nod to the crowd after the match as well, which really helped. But uh, yeah, I I think this, like I said, this was the easiest one. I think we were gonna we were gonna do for the mid card title. Yeah. And I'm really struggling to actually. I mean, I I mean, there's because I think what we were saying about being. I think the I think that was the first time the Intercontinental was defended since WrestleMania 37. I want to say. Because um, I was not mentioned, so, yes. which I know is a debate in itself. So we won't, we won't, we won't go there because we've done that many times on the show about the. Uh, the um, another one I, w- I would like to maybe just give a nod to is Bobby Lashley against Theory, uh, Austin Theory at uh, Money in the Bank. 
um, the United States. When I was quite impressed to remember it because I actually watched this live, the um, the show, um, and I remember the crowd really getting into this, which was quite unexpected. How 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 up the crowd were for this, and the pop Lashley got, but it was a a pretty good match and a, good, a nice little moment for Bobby Lashley with a with a good crowd um, with a good crowd as I say up for it. Lashley's had a great two years. Um, yeah. Like he's he's really I yeah. think turned it around where. You know, he came back in, I think, uh, 2017, 2018, and he was kind of... I was there for his return. New Orleans, yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. He, was kind of flou- he was kind of floundering for a while. You mm. know, it was like they tried to push him, but they weren't. Like, I remember they had him beat, like, Roman Reigns in a pay-per-view, but it didn't mean anything because Roman got the belt, like, a month later. Like, they did, you know, so... I And the second they put him up with MVP, though, yeah. it was a winning combo. Uh, and... You just knew that I, I think it was like, okay, they're finally going to be able to get the right direction behind him. And he's had some great matches, which another one that I wanted to kind of make a, uh, what just happened, uh, was the triple threat match that he had with Seth, uh, yeah. Theory at Survivor Series. I thought that was excellent. Um, it's just the fact that it wasn't Sheamus and Gunther. Uh, and plus Seth, I thought was in better matches, but I thought that, um, I really appreciate the fact that they have now kind of, uh, top guys, main eventers challenging for mid-card titles again. Like, it brings the prestige up to a championship almost immediately um, because you have a guy that, yeah, he was world champion or challenging for the world championship, and now he's, you know, battling for this to make that title even more credible. I was just thinking about this last night. It's really, really strange that you you mentioned this. I was thinking about this last Mm. night because I was watching... um, I was watching a bit of Flair versus Triple H, and one of the, um, the promo packages shows Flair winning the Intercontinental title. This is before their match at Taboo Tuesday. Oh, um, yeah, I remember and, that. And Triple H is talking about Ric Flair finding his um, newfound mediocrity as Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. But he, like, Flair was saying... Right, how much the belt. Yeah, but then Flair was saying how much of a big deal it is. Oh, and, like, I'm... showed his celebration, like him winning the Intercontinental title and everything. And then Triple yeah. H is obviously working a match with uh, with Ric Flair for the Intercontinental title just after he's lost their heavyweight title. Mm. Say just yeah. after, it was a few months after. But. Yeah, no, I, I that was um, in 2005. I, yeah, you're right, because I remember the timeline. And then I think Ric Flair beat him in the Intercontinental title match, and then they did another match where it was a non-title, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it's the last one standing match at Survivor Series. He's a screwdriver, I think. Yes, he did. (laughs) I've got it on DVD. (laughs) I hate about screwdrivers. It reminds me of that Orton against Jeff Hardy having a cell match where it makes me squeamish. uh, Uh, Do you know what? People (laughs) go on about that spot and how horrible it was. Growing up, I thought that, like, that spot with Triple H and Ric Flair with the screwdriver was so much worse than than Randy Orton putting it through Jeff's already pre-stretched ear. Yeah. The way Flair sold that screwdriver to the forehead and how he kept screaming, I was terrified of that when I was little. Yeah. Thought he was genuinely stabbing him in the head with a screwdriver. (laughs) Um, So the... Yeah, we've gone for go. Yeah, uh, I, I imagine by quite a bit of a landslide, Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental title at Clash of the Castle. Uh, to be honest, at this point, I want Triple H versus Ric Flair. We spoke as well. We spoke about it enough. We can put it through to <laughs> Try and squeeze it in. Yeah, well, Flair's talking about having one last match. Well, yeah, year, I was so. going to say Flair did have a last match this year. So. Um, <laughs> just for one of them, that's good. That's Gunther gone. That's Sheamus gone, and it's also Clash of the Castle gone. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've got next, and as as I always like to do it, as uh, there I like to choose uh, the tag title match, and I'm going to choose the Usos versus the Street Profits from um, Money in the Bank. Um, what a shock! I only I, because I, I did say this off. Yeah, before the. Um, in fact, I think. There's only two WWE pay-per-views I actually stayed up live for this year. One was the Royal Rumble because I just, if I'm around, I always just will because it's my favourite show of the year. 
and the other one was Money in the Bank. And um, yeah, I stayed up for Money in the Bank, and I was really impressed with the Usos against the Street Profits. Um, so I think, I think it was quite refreshing to see. I remember at the time being quite excited. Usually, I, I, I'm always slating WWE tag team wrestling because I don't give a toss about the belts. Um, AEW always obviously has had some world class tag team matches over the last couple of years, but this really was good. Um, it was, as I say, I think, and I, I quite like the rivalry as well between the Usos and the Street Profits. They always put on a good match against each other. They do indeed, and um, I think this one was just, yeah, really, really enjoyable. It got a good length of time. Um, crowd were into it as well. I think it was, it was quite a good crowd as well from memory for Money in the Bank back here. I suppose it was in Vegas. Um, and it was, um, yeah, just a really good match. I, think I will say as well, the Usos, usually I think over the last couple of years, you, it's been dictated by Young Bucks, um the last couple of years as, as, the, as the tag team this year has all been about the Usos in my opinion um, I mean I've been part of the blood but I mean I'm just so invested in that angle that's another thing I might be a hint of bias on my part there but um, yeah I'm, th- this is my match here but I'm also can't sing the Usos praises enough for this year for their work this year I've always enjoyed the Usos like not not just this year and I don't, don't mean it to sound like some like kind of hipstery vibe but I've always thought they were good I've always enjoyed the work, and I think it's I nice think, that they're getting the credit. Definitely, I think this. I think it just proves if you let the characters sort of come out of their shell a bit as well, it does help. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. They've they've always they've never been bad wrestlers. I mean, they've always put they've always had certainly very good matches. But I think this year we've actually seen their sort of character levels just go to that complete another that complete next level, really, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and I think I suppose it does help with with how well they've sort of um, obviously with with Sami Zayn with Roman. It's all just really really clicked. But yeah, def- definitely the Usos deserve yeah all that credit as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I um, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, you uh, go ahead, mate. No. <laughs> I was about to say he's I, in the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to agree a hundred percent. Like I I feel like that that was uh, me naming another tag match. I think would be a disservice because. I feel like it was the tag team match of the year for the company. Um, but also the fact it, you know, and I got to give credit to AEW because they have some great tag team, uh, tag teams as well. They had some great matches, but this you could make an, an argument as the best tag team wrestling match of the year because it was all over the place. So many great falls finishes. Uh, I think that, um, you know, Montez Ford is going to be a major main event player within the yeah. next five years. Um, and I think Dawkins is making a case for him also to be, cause he really has showed me this year that like he's tired of being, he doesn't want to be the Genetti of that group. Like he yeah. wants to be a major player and he, he's hit the gym. He's gotten better. Um, and I feel like that it, when they eventually do split those guys up, which I feel like it's going to happen at some point soon because it's just, Really, those guys kind of right now are just kind of like uh, sputtering in the mud a little bit. Like they're, you know, they're there, but they're not. Um, and especially, too, it's just when you have a when you have such uh, dominance with the bloodline right now, it's like you don't have belts kind of to throw around. And, um, you know, a lot of teams and a lot of talent right now are not getting the prestige and championships that a lot of them probably deserve. Um but unfortunately, the way it goes when you're telling such a great story like this, you kind of suffer a little bit uh, creatively, but uh, not creatively, but more or less um, as far as like title reigns and divvying up belts for people. Um, but it's all for the greater good, because you look at the Usos, they are the best tag team in the WWE. They can make an argument for one of the, being one of the best tag teams in company history, um, just because of the fact that they have been the best rival for the new day. They were the best rival for, um, they were the, they've been the best rival for the street profits. And yeah, every match that they have had has been excellent. Uh, as far as the tag team is tag team wrestling is concerned. So them being in this category, uh, and this match being in this category, they definitely deserve it because it was a, one of the best tag team matches in a company that hasn't really been focusing on tag teams in the last five years or so yeah no well said well said it completely um, yeah. I, I will say as well it's one of your point about i was actually thinking as well earlier I, was like, I wonder what the best tag team match actually is this year that i've seen and um 
I was thinking this match, but then I was like, oh no, absolutely not. Um, especially after Saturday night, um, with the, um, Briscoe brothers against FTR. Um, I mean, all three of their matches were outstanding, but Saturday night, but even their match just before WrestleMania. So on the, what, uh, the card of honor. Yeah. Just wowza, basically to put it. I don't want to obviously go into it because it's a WWE card, but, uh, yeah, that was just amazing. If anyone, if anyone hasn't watched, um, uh, ROA final, final battle this weekend or the weekend just gone, I would just recommend watching the main, uh, watching the, um, FTR versus the Briscoes because it really was incredible. Um, and a def- in a dog collar match. So yeah, just want to plug that. <laughs> um, you want to plug AEW? ROH. Technically. Oh, sorry, sorry, ROH. Sorry, you want to plug them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that match <laughs> in particular. That's small, that small business of ROH wrestling. <laughs> And they're going to pay me off the show. Um, yeah. The, uh, so, yeah, I've, we all agreed then for the Usos against um, uh, Street Profits for Money in the Bank. Yes. This has been the most straightforward card going. I was going to say, usually we end up debating for like a uh, match. <laughs> yeah. um, it's because so we've all got places to be afterwards. <laughs> so that's the Usos. Because they were so good. Like we couldn't, I, it's because they were so good, you really couldn't go against it. Well, that's the thing, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it will get tougher. Uh, the, the, so that's the Usos gone, that's the Street Profits gone, and that's Money in the Bank gone. Um, yeah, so I think we're back round. So, um, yeah, Dan, back to you, mate. Yeah, I, was, I don't know, I'll quickly remind you of the categories we've got uh, left to do. So we've still got world title left, women's title left, uh, tag, t- uh, tag match, non-title, and big multi-person match. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the women's title. Um, I know we, uh, we discussed, uh, it was, it was hard to kind of narrow one down on this because I thought both matches were really good. Um, and some could argue that the match at, uh, um, their match at SummerSlam was better, but I have another match at SummerSlam, so I'm trying to stay within the rules. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing tacticals now. <laughs> yeah. So Becky and Bianca at WrestleMania was fantastic. Um, the Bianca's entrance could make an argument for, as as one of the better entrances in company history, as far as uh, as far as talent entrances, where you can make an argument too that Bianca Belair, somebody said it the other day, they said, you know, because of Roman Reigns' kind of um, laid-back schedule, let's call it, hmm. um, Bianca could make an argument as the wrestler of the year for WWE, because she has been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this match, I feel like it told a great story, um, going back to last SummerSlam, uh, the previous SummerSlam, where she lost in shock fashion, uh, fought her way back, beat the per- beat uh, the person who hadn't been pinned in almost three years. Uh, and, you know, it, it told that great story. I thought the match also was better than her and Sasha, even though her and Sasha was a great match too from the previous WrestleMania. I feel like that, um, especially Becky needs to be commended too, because Becky, since her return from uh, maternity leave, has turned into one of the better female workers in the company and not only in the company, but in pro wrestling. Um, she has upped her game big time. This match and the ma- the rematch they had at SummerSlam were both excellent. But I had to go with this one uh, just because of the pageantry, the story that it told, because this had a better story going into it than I felt like uh, SummerSlam did. SummerSlam, I did. I was just like, this is kind of lazy booking a little bit. But the WrestleMania match had a great story going into it, and I thought the match was excellent. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with the, the uh, praise, but this is going to be the first time this season I'm going to throw a different match up there just for, uh, there's a bit of tacticalness to this as well, but uh, yeah, I, I don't get wrong, I completely agree with what you're saying as well about Bianca, there, there is 100% a case for her as wrestler of the year, uh, in my opinion, I'm not even, I'm, I would even go as far to say, not just in WWE and, and in the wrestling world as well, I think she's that good, I think she's yeah, a major, major star, um, without shadow of doubt being the best female talent of, of, of the year. Um, but yeah, you definitely can make a case of, uh, of her being, uh, wrestler of the year. As I'm not even just saying in WWE, I, I honestly think that in all promotions, I think she has been that good. And 
with Becky as well, what's so impressed about her is she was obviously this really irritating heel, but the fact when she's come back from, well, from obviously the right after getting written off after SummerSlam, the fact she's come back, she's almost come back as that baby face, which is now really over with the um, crowd. And she's sort of like the, the fact that she's managed to sort of pick up where she's kind of left off in that respect. Um, she's, she's sort of been excellent at both this year as, as that really irritating hill. But as I say, since she's come back, she's come back as the man in a, and she's got over quite quickly as well, which I think really impressive and I think credit does need to go to her as well for that for, for sure but um, but the match um, I was going to put forward is the I Quit match from Wrestlemania Backlash between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair um, I just yeah really did enjoy this as well um, the fact that I think it was a slightly sort of different match as well uh, in terms of what we've seen between these two have wrestled obviously a fair bit before but it was nice to actually see a sort of more sort of well hardcore match between the two um, I know the match at Wrestlemania didn't kind of live up to a lot of people's expectations so the fact they managed to produce this um, sort of after well given yeah they managed to come back with this I thought was just yeah, really, really enjoyable, and, uh, and um, yeah, a good match. Probably, yeah, the match of the night from WrestleMania Backlash as well, for sure, in my opinion. Mm? No, it was very good. Um, I liked, I liked that match a lot. Um, but you know, like, I, I just, I feel like Bianca and Becky was, and I feel like um, the Ronda and Charlotte stuff. I mean, yeah, it was a decent feud, but I feel like it also kind of got. Um, it got a lot of hate just because of the fact that a lot of people were fatigued, fatigued with Charlotte at the time. And then also people were not exactly thrilled that Charlotte was back, that Rhonda was back. Um, and I feel like that, that, cause they really did a lot of great work. Um, I just feel like that people just automatically went on the prerequisite of hate between the both of them because they were tired of Charlotte and they didn't really want to see Rhonda back. Looks like I've got the casting vote on. I know, Lance. Yeah, unless you want to put one of yourself forward, then we're really going to be a bit. Then we're really going to have to do some negotiating between. Unfortunately, not. I uh, I've got to agree with Bianca and Becky at WrestleMania. WrestleMania, it is. It was it was such a good match, and obviously it told the story. Like like you said, it went from all the way back at SummerSlam with the shock return and the win to culminating at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think in terms of storyline, telling that one de- definitely is better. Uh, and I will, I will be honest, this could be a bit me being having a bit bitter, but yeah, I only really voted for Ronda Charlotte to be tactical because I had another match in mind. But <laughs> no, that's fine. So WrestleMania's gone, Bianca Belair's gone, and the and Becky Lynch is gone as well. So there we go. What was um, your match that you had in mind? Uh, the uh, War Games women's match from Survivor from Survivor Series War Games. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to want WrestleMania. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, is WrestleMania counted as two like no. part one and part? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I should have made that credit at the start. Right. Um, but it's two different shows. Uh, Wiki gives it as one. Wiki well, always. But it's two nights. Uh, whereas it's your category up next, so a quick reminder of the ones you've got left. You've got, um, where are we? Yeah, you've got one-on-one non-title. Oh, no, sorry, I haven't. You've got world title match. You've got tag uh, match non-title or a big multi-person match. Uh, we'll go with the big multi-person match, I think. Yep. Got some damaging. So... So, bear with me one moment. We have got something. Yeah, work out who's still left. And yeah, so it's what, it's what we've got to navigate here. Got to navigate it because we can't have the, the we can't have the war games match because then we won't have a we won't have a heavyweight title match. Well, you won't be allowed it. The Usos have already gone. Uh, the, well, there's that as well. <laughs> trying try, try to come up with something here off the top of my head. Uh. Yeah, this is what we're saying. This is where it gets tough, Dan. <laughs> Survivor Series is Survivor Series gone. Uh, Survivor Series this is, is still was, there, but this is uh, why I was avoiding this one. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor Series is still there, but you're very limited of what you can have. Um, for a, well, Seth, in fact, Seth yeah, you can't have any. Gone, isn't he? Yeah, Seth's gone. Oh well, what's everyone else thinking? <laughs> I've got one in mind. Go on. 
I think still active, is from Crown Jewel between Judgment Day and the OC. Um, it's, I think, yeah, I've, I, I think with more with this, it's more, the match itself was fine, not saying it was amazing or anything like that, but I think I just quite like the, um, how well sort of, this is, this is a successful of sort of Triple H coming. I think with Judgment Day when they were first formed, it was okay, quite, quite a cool stable. Then I was a bit worried with where, how Vince was going to take this, um, with sort of Edge getting booted out and everything. I was quite worried where they were going to go. The wins weren't really there. It, I, they weren't getting too over in, in that sense of the crowd. It was all looking a little bit, ugh, God, it's, I don't see where this is going to really going to go. But to be fair, since sort of post SummerSlam, post sort of Crown, uh, Clash of the Castle, it's been great. The feud with, um, sort of Styles, the return of, um, Carl Anderson and Gallows has been great. Uh, the Miss Dominic Mysterios, the heel turn, that's been a stroke of genius. That has been, that's been great. Uh, more in a comedy aspect as well. I think it's all been, um, really good. So, um, yeah, and again, I think with, with those, certainly with Balor and Styles, like I mentioned earlier, if you've got them in a ring, you're not going to be disappointed. So, yeah, that's the first match. I think, I think that is a legal match as well. I can't disagree with that. It's, it's hard to disagree with that. I think that might even be um, the... Sorry. I won't disagree. <laughs> I, I think as well, we we might not even have the option to disagree because I'm looking at the Women's Elimination Chamber and Men's Elimination Chamber aren't allowed. I would be amazed if either Royal Rumble's allowed. Um, Royal Rumble's definitely not allowed. Yeah, already Pretty I'm looking sure Seth, at... Seth Rollins was in it. Uh, yeah, he was. So, yeah, that's not allowed. <laughs> um, who was he? Sure he was. Oh, Seamus was in it, though, so... <laughs> Someone was definitely in it that we've already asked. Yeah, Seamus. Seamus Bobby Lashley. Is in it. Bobby Lashley's in it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, no, so I think, yeah, that was probably the shortest one. We thought it was going to be earlier, but no, it's this one. So, yeah, Judgment Day and the OC from Crown Jewel is the... Uh, multi-person match. Uh, We're falling apart already, guys. Doing <laughs> so well. So it's back round to me, and what one will I go for? I don't know. What will you go for? Oh, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to go for the world title match. Um, I'll save that for the end. <laughs> so yeah, I'm struggling with the others. Sorry. <laughs> right, I'm going to go for world title match, and see how. Yeah, the match I'm going to go for is from SummerSlam. Um, so I'm going to go for um, Roman Reigns against Brock, the last man standing match. Um, as I say, I know yes. some people have bought. I know some people have bought. So I say, obviously, this is just my opinion. You both might have a different match. So, but um, I just, yeah, I think the, we know Roman and Brock. It's been. The, the matches it's to some people they're starting to get bored to death of these two wrestling each other I know in fairness that the um, yeah Brock this wasn't actually the planned match for SummerSlam I believe it was going to be Reigns against Randy before um, Orton's injuries were a lot worse than first feared or first thought um, so there but um, yeah I thought this match was great obviously we had the ring spot which again wasn't everyone's cup of tea but I really enjoyed it there was obviously some, some brutal stuff in it the Heyman F5 for the table I loved overall I, I really really enjoyed this match and um, yeah I, I, again it's not my favourite ever Reigns Lesnar match that would still be on, belong to um, that would still belong to my uh, that would still belong to Wrestlemania 31 uh, obviously the, with the Seth cash in but yeah if, if this really is the end of the feud between Reigns and Lesnar then perfect way to finish it so that would be mine I will, I will just quit like to come up with a honorary shout out as well to uh, the Rumble with Seth against Reigns I know we can't have Seth because he's already gone but just because of the Seth Shield entrance alone because <laughs> I just it came up on, on on Facebook I just saw around you know when you get his random accounts and it was just sort of uh, I forgot all about it and it just reminded me how, how class that was um, I was going to say um, Drew versus Roman Drew Roman was also, yeah, brilliant. And Clash of the Castle because of the pure, raw emotion that was in that yeah. room that night, but can't have it. Indeed. Indeed. I thought the uh, Elimination Chamber, uh, Matt, the WWE Championship one where Brock F5'd, uh, F5'd Austin Theory on mm. the top of the pod. Um, you know, I, that that deserved a, an honorable mention for that yeah. highlight alone. Um 
Cool. And then I guess, I, I guess, yeah, the poor guy. Uh, <laughs> um, and I guess I have to be the one that throws the nomination out there for uh, Roman Reigns and Logan Paul for over over exceeding my expectations. Let's let's say that. I could get behind that because I really enjoyed that. It was good, um, and I, I had to, and I and I a part of me hates saying that. But another part of me is just like, you know what? Did I give it, uh, the credit where credit is due? It was a, I thought it was an excellent match. Oh, I will not have a bad word said about Logan Paul in terms of wrestling. I think he's been excellent sort of thing. When he first came in, it was like, here we go. But from he's his, hard. his work is great. And um, I think I've said this on the show before, but um, you do hear about backstage. He is apparently his attitude backstage is actually phenomenal. They, they love him. Mm. He's, he's actually got a really, really, really good attitude. He's always, always listening, always trying to get better. Um, really, People really keen. genuinely like him, apparently. Yeah. He, apparently very, very likable backstage. So um, like, like Rob Gronkowski, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and the match itself was good. And yeah, and, um, the the video uh, of them taking the video and then jumping through the announce table apparently was like one of the m- most viewed videos they've had all year by quite yeah. some distance. So it, it the, obviously the, the the numbers don't lie. And well, yeah, again, you might be some people out there will go, Whoa, it's like we can pull it. Sacrifice yourselves to death for you. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you, it, sorry. If you're a booker and you're getting and you're and you're going for your meetings backstage and you're you're getting presented with these graphs of numbers of of, of clips, yeah, you're obviously going to pay attention to that. And um, yeah, uh, Logan Paul is going to be here for the the long run. And um, yeah, I'm all for it because uh, I'm a huge huge fan. And um, yeah, I thought that was it was a great match. But I'm I'm still going to stick my vote for SummerSlam, but <laughs> I'm going to go with Crown Jewel. I'm going to go with the SummerSlam match. Okay. Well, we can't have the one from Crown Jewel, can we? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Cause like <laughs> yeah, because the, uh, yeah, the six-man I'll, tag I'll, went in. Yeah. <laughs> I've deleted so it from nothing. So, yeah, last man standing match from SummerSlam. So, Reigns is gone, Brock's gone, and SummerSlam is now gone. So, oh, we're running low now in categories. So, um, <laughs> back to, uh, around to you, Dan. And, yeah, you can choose from... Tag t- tag match non-title or oh is that it? I think that is the I last one. Yeah, that's it. You've got the last one. Yeah, so tag match non-title. So I had to. So I had to go with one. I, I, I was scouring um, <laughs> my uh, scouring the look, and I, I finally found one. And I also noticed that we only have one women's match on our card, so it's like, all right, I have to be a little nice here. Yeah. So I went with. Uh, Naomi and Ronda, Naomi and Ronda Rousey against Charlotte and Sonya Deville from Extreme uh, from Elimination Chamber. Extreme Elimination Chamber. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Extreme Elimination Chamber. Uh, elimination Chamber. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know what the match that I really wanted to go for was Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day, but we can't have that. That was no. the one match I really wanted to get on here because I lost my absolute mind. I was singing yeah. Edge's theme song and everything, and I was screaming, oh, my God, look, there's Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Even though, growing up, I've seen Rey Mysterio before, but, but now, hit hit different now that I'm older. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I appreciate oh, wow. you more. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. know we're at, at slim lines here, but um, I'm just... Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put another one just to rival this because I'm just really <laughs> not against... Wrestlers having one arm to hind time behind their backs and whatnot. I know it kind of made sense with the Rousey <laughs> character. I'm just going to go for Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Miz and Maurice from uh, the Royal Rumble because, um, yeah, I mean, Edge, I just want to, one, I'd love to see Edge on this card because it's Edge. Um, yeah. it's yeah. always great to see Beth in the ring. The Miz again, we have to get Miz on the card because he's awesome and Maurice, yeah, she's awesome too. Um, and to be Edge fair, to be on here for. I think you're right because I just just got to be on here. Yeah, 
what I will say, this wasn't the worst feud in the world as well for a short. In terms of if it if it stretched out over a year, then yeah, then uh, obviously yeah, you would be a bit annoyed. But the fact that well, I think they had a match at the at the day one. Pay- oh, oh my god, I actually forgot all about the day one pay per view. Um, I haven't even looked at any match from day one. Yeah, it was. It would have been in twenty twenty. Two, I guess. So yeah, I yeah. It was the fr- it was day. It was, yeah, because it was on January first. You so. completely forgot about that pay per view. <laughs> um, I thought it was just a special. Yeah, no, yeah. you think yeah. It's not on this year though. Um, so they've said they didn't. No, they cancelled it, didn't they? But um, and to be fair, there's not actually many matches on there. I would have probably gone for um, but um. Yeah, though, um, I know they had a match there, and and then to be fair, a few weeks later, well, for about a month later, you've got the yeah, you've got the the Maurice and Beth Phoenix um, getting involved. So yeah, I thought yeah, it, I, I think this was there, and I think as I say, I like the fact when Edge and Beth team up, and I'm sure it won't be the last time because I think when they when Edge comes back, it'll probably be involving Beth as well after what happened with Judgment Day. I um. I think I'll change my vote and go with yours. Yeah, I'll go with yours just because of the fact um, Edge and Edge deserves to be on the card because he's Edge. Is this and I, I, year this, this year? Yeah. I like he's been bad. No, yeah, he's, 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 he, it's been kind of a, an interesting year for him because he turned heel and then not heal anymore and like fair, yeah he can do what he wants <laughs> he i think what the issue was with the edge sort of with edges um sort of rabbit because he was he, he was turned heel then turned well then kicked out all that was all under the vince era so yeah i i personally that's when when edge got kicked out, i was a bit like oh we only just got edge as a heel again like um but yeah i think with the edge heel and it sort of didn't it, i was a bit lost with it because with judgment day this is when i was worried where judgment day was sort of going because it was sort of like that. I didn't really get what they were judgment at the time because it was like, oh, they this sort of like scary sort of group. But then when they came in the ring, the whole thing they were doing is sort of just like being a dick to the crowd. But saying, oh, how thick is this? How thick is the crowd here in Chicago? How thick is the crowd here in Tulsa or wherever they were? Shame, the show. Yeah, it was a bit weird. So I was a bit confused of really what what's a really what the, what the group kind of were. But yeah, to Triple H, you sort of think he's sort of that all out now. And, um, yeah, Edge returning to Babyface. I mean, like you say, the, the ovation with the show you're at Clash of the Castle was, was great. So, yeah, well, I think that's the whole card then. So, um, I'll read it. Oh, well, there's, I'll read out the one we've put together and I'll compare it with the Meltzer's, what the uh, Meltzer's one that he's done. So, yeah, our world title match we've done is from SummerSlam 2022. So, Brock, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in last man standing, last man ever, whatever others slogans were for that match. For the, uh, for our tag title match, we've got the Usos against the Street Profits for Money in the Bank. Um, women's title match we've gone for Bianca Belair against Becky Lynch from Wrestlemania one on one non-title we've gone for Cody Rhodes against Seth at Hell in a Cell um, tag, ma- tag, ta- uh, tag match non-title uh, we've gone for uh, Beth Phoenix and Edge versus The Miz and Maurice from the Royal Rumble mid-card title match is Gunther versus Sheamus at Clash at the Castle and lastly the big person multi-man match was from uh, Crown Jewel with the OC against Judgment Day. And so in comparison to Meltzer, so the world title match is different. Meltzer went for Reigns against Logan Paul. Um, the tag mark title match was the same. The women's title match, he actually went for the Ronda Rousey against Charlotte Flair from WrestleMania Backlash. So we obviously went for a different one. We, we agreed on, we went for the same match, Cody against Seth. Tag, tag match non-title he went for women's war games match we obviously went for um, the mixed tag match from the Royal Rumble uh, mid-card title match was the same and then for the big multi-person match you know he went for um, Fury versus Lashley versus Seth so technically he's um, he's broken a rules twice there so he's mentioned Survivor Series twice but also Seth twice so I think he's just off his highest rated ah I see so he's not doing it properly then no, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't play by the rules. He said, "Do you know what I'm Dave Meltzer? I'll do what I want." He's escaping the rules like Raw was doing in 2000 and whatever year it was. Thought, what? You know, Raw used to go, "Oh, escape the rules and watch Monday Night Raw." <laughs> I don't remember that. You know, I probably might have imagined it then. <laughs> what year was that? I don't know. Probably when I was at school, so primary school, so 2003, 2004. Uh, Meltzer not following rules. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
that that is the the card we put together. Um, as I say, if you've if you've uh, if you've been listening to the show and you've been got screaming at the uh, at your phone, uh, whatever your smart device, and thinking, oh God, you might know if you put that match in, or why haven't you put that match in? Then please let us know on Twitter, and we will yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll respond. Um, or we'll completely disagree with you. So um, yeah, that, tweet, um, tweet that at me. <laughs> But, uh, I, don't, but thank, I don't need your abuse. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening, um, Dan. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, so we loved we loved having you and and John on over the last couple of weeks. Um, so it's been great to um, it's been great to say, like I said to Chris as well. It's been great to have sort of voice from from America as well to sort of get if you've got any like different like sort of views on sort of wrestling. It's always nice to sort of um, sort of think. Cause I always find find like oh we do. There's always like this debate you'll see on like. I was here on podcast going, oh, well, the UK and the UK fans are completely different to the American fans. So it's just nice to sort of, um, sort of, yeah, sort of get, get obviously a different perspective on, on wrestling. Um, and, um, yeah, obviously, and thank you as well for, for Lance as always for, for coming on. Have you got any wrestling shows this weekend, Lance? Uh, do. I'm up in, uh, up in Yorkshire at NSWA. Uh, got a, got a match up there. It's up on my Instagram at the moment. You can go take a look and see what's going on there. Uh, you can find that at Lance underscore Rivera, same as my Twitter. And there's, uh, there's currently t-shirts on pre-order. You can get them on pre-order because I've just recently sold out. Fantastic! Oh, Excellent. Yeah, great news, mate. Well, the next question is: Do you want to know where you can get them from? Please tell us. <laughs> ah, there we go. So it's lancevera12.bigcartel.com. Go get yourself one. Excellent. And uh, Dan, have you got any po- uh, interesting shows coming up for the for the pod? Um, be sure to just uh, follow uh, the pro wrestling world, um, or you can find me on my on Twitter, at, and you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at uh, pwwdmb brand forty four. Um, and I yeah, I'm on three different kind of networks at the moment. I'm on Pro Wrestling World, so. We usually record every week, interview, then we wrap up shows. And then on Wednesday and Thursday nights, I'm split between Mazza Media, which you can find on YouTube, and also a bunch of nerds. You can find that on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, what have you. So, yeah, I'm a man of the people, I guess you could say, going to all these different ventures. But I really appreciate you guys having me on this week. Um, It's been a real pleasure. No, absolutely, mate. No, welcome back any time. No, as I say, we've loved having you, you and John on over the last couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, always, always welcome on the show. And um, and and as I say, yeah, it's a shame. Obviously, we didn't have um, Chris on tonight. It'd be nice to sort of have the yeah, the big full house for for this evening. But uh, you know, bloody English weather and all that. Excited <laughs> to be ill. How dare he? Exactly. How dare he? Um, but no, uh, my thanks again, and thank you for listening. And we will see you soon.